0: Welcome to the N-E-R-E-J, N-Y-R-E-J podcast. I'm your host, Rick Kaplan. My guest today is Frank Callahan. Frank is the president of Massachusetts Building Trades Unions, and Frank is part of an organization called Helmets to Hot Hats, uh, bringing veterans to the the unions or the trades. Uh, And Frank, how are you today?
1: Great. Thanks for having me on, Rick.
0: And, you know, tell us a little bit about this Helmets to Hard Hats program.
1: Well, Helmets to Hard Hats is a program that was initiated uh, by the North America's Building Trade Unions, our national organization. Uh, And it was a Massachusetts connection. It was at the time the president was a guy by the name of Ed Sullivan from Boston uh, who put the program together in 2007 because he felt uh, an obligation, as we all still do, to provide career opportunities in the construction industry and awareness of those opportunities to our veterans as they're exiting the service.
0: And this is for honorably discharged veterans? That's correct. And now this is a and is it for all the unions of the trades?
1: Yes, all the building trades unions. Uh, again, we, we have a pretty high percentage of veterans in our ranks to begin with. But uh, for some of them, it may not be aware of it. Uh, we, It started out as an awareness program on what the opportunities were, and it's, it's really taken off. I mean, since 2007, there's been about 45,000 veterans have been placed in careers in the building trade unions. Uh, here at Massachusetts, it's about, it's approaching 1,100.
0: Now, one of the things that people don't always understand is that, you know, because at since the 60s, I think a lot of families have been pushing their kids towards college, which is not a bad thing. But as a result, over time, they moved a lot of kids that might have had this decision to go into the trades that uh, away from that. And the trades kind of uh, got push, pushed away somewhat from uh, career opportunities. So now... Uh, a lot of kids, uh, especially if you're in the a veteran, you know, you have a choice. You have that GI Bill that you can go to college, or, you know, find another career. And what you're saying is that you want them to come into the trades, and a lot of them probably do want to be in the trades.
1: Yes, college isn't for everybody, and uh, we like to think of ourselves as the Ivy League of training in the construction industry. It's truly the best training opportunity you can get. Uh, in addition. The quality of the program, it's free, and you wear them while you learn. You earn a lower wage as you progress through your apprenticeship program, which is anywhere from three to five years, but you still make a pretty good pretty good wage. Uh, it varies by trade, but you get quality health insurance, and you're contributing to a retirement, so you can retire with dignity after a lifetime of work. And you can access those GI Bill benefits uh, for housing and other as- aspects of the cost of living while you're engaged in your apprenticeship
0: and you know the the thought of uh the trades it's not like it was uh 30 years ago either uh safety is one of the changes that a major change in the industry uh wages are a major change in the industry um uh I'm sure I'm missing some others. Maybe you can let us know what, what others am I missing? Because a lot well, of the, changes.
1: Well, the benefit structure, you know, it's not so much that it's changing. It is the fewer and fewer people enjoy defined benefit pensions uh, that we still have in the building trades. Those are um, self-funded with our contractors. We work very closely with our contractors, our employers. And those are joint programs, and they're among the best retirement benefits you can get, both a defined benefit pension and an annuity, which is what, uh, both together, uh, which is typically what most people, if they do have an annuity or a 401k type of program, that's all they get. So, and, that's and lifetime learning. And that's and Lifetime learning, too.
0: Because yeah, retirement is uh... a... <laughs> you know nowadays is a scary thought because you don't know about social security what's going to happen with that and now with the union being a, a union worker uh you have you have some kind of a guarantee of uh it, what, is it called a pension still <laughs> or is
1: yes that's called I uh, it's to get technical but a taft hardly defined benefit pension we're we're a multi-employer program because of the nature of the industry you might, you don't work for the same employer all the time typically right. in the construction industry so those, those benefits are administered by a
0: uh, a joint labor management fund
1: but, but they're uh, very substantial
0: if you're a veteran you also have that uh, you have the uh a pension from the well depending on how long you've been in the military oh. You would also have a pension from that as well. So, I mean, you could end up being in the, a career as a uh, trades worker for 20 years, 25 years, and uh, retire and have a nice, healthy uh, fund coming in weekly or monthly.
1: That's what we're all about. It's making sure that people, you know, number one, have the training and skills they need to earn that living, and then they enjoy. Uh, higher wages and benefits on average, because of those skills and their productivity that they bring to the job site every day, in addition to the uh, top quality health insurance programs, and as you were discussing, a retirement with dignity after a lifetime
0: of hard work. Now, about how many veterans do you take in a year? Do you you have an idea?
1: I, I don't know the exact number per year. I do know it's about eleven hundred since two thousand and seven, just in Massachusetts. It's about forty five thousand nationally. Uh, that varies. Uh, it it's varied. Um, I think we mentioned when we were talking offline that uh, we had lost some federal funding for the program a number of years ago, but since then we've made it up uh, with contributions from our national unions and our uh, major contractor partners. So it's uh, it's a fully funded program.
0: Now, why they would uh, cut back on some of the funding, I'm not sure, because, uh, you know, this is something that you know, they're always talking about, the unemployment rate. And this is something that keeps people employed, you know. But,
1: well, that goes back to the old fight over um, earmarks yeah. down in Washington. This is a good 10 years ago. so
0: Yeah. You know, we don't even want to go into the, that direction. Talking about what goes on in Washington—that's <laughs> that's a completely different show altogether. <laughs> so, um, you know, if someone is interested in, th- in the this organization, it's uh, hot hats to helmets to hot hats for veterans, and all they have to do is they complete their time as they uh, in the military service get out and they contact uh you or or the organization
1: well they can go directly to Helmets to Hard Hats which is their website addresses it's one word with no periods or slashes it's Helmets to Hard Hats H-E-L-M-E-T-S-T-O-H-A-R-D-H-A-T-S dot org or you can go to our website at uh, massbuildingtrades.org and there's a link to that to that program as well to learn more about it and uh we're also in the process we we lost a, a good friend of mine about a year and a half ago who was our local representative uh, he unfortunately passed and we're in the process of interviewing people for a representative not just for massachusetts but for all of new england and that'll be you know when you go onto the site get into the portal uh, you'll get a contact back from the organization to assist you in navigating the process
0: now when you say do you go through a training there's a uh, apprentice tri- type training that they would go through for and you know, how long is usually the training
1: it varies by trade it goes anywhere from three to five years certain trades have a five-year apprenticeship program and that's a combination of classroom training and on-the-job training there's a certain number of hours you have to complete for each to move up to your, you know, your first year to a second year, you know, it's just like high school or college, uh, moving through the process, and you earn more money as you progress through. Um, it's uh, we've got um, uh, about sixty-three local unions in Massachusetts. Most of them maintain their own apprenticeship program. Uh, I was just at the IBW Local One Hundred Three last week uh, in Dorchester. They've just rechristened their training facility, which is already world-class but they pumped an additional $10 million into it to upgrade and to expand and to meet new technologies, you know, on the uh, green technologies and technologies as are all, always evolving in the construction industry.
0: Yeah, you can, you, if, if you ever have toured any of these union facilities, you can see most of them, especially in Massachusetts, are world-class.
1: Well, oh, they truly are. It's uh, I always tell the story. We we negotiated the offshore wind project labor agreement for Vineyard Wind, and we were having a bit of a tough time with the folks from overseas. They thought they that's a mature industry over there, and we didn't have the people who knew how to do this type of work. And what really broke the ice is we gave them tours of all our facilities, and uh, they were pretty blown away as they as we expected. And, um, you know, we, we were successful in reaching an agreement, and we're building that project as we speak.
0: Well, if you notice that when you drive down the Southeast Expressway, is well, or 93, I, I, that's how old I am. I call it the Southeast Expressway still. <laughs> uh, you see the Carpenters Union facility mm-hmm. right on the uh, to the side of the highway, and also Local 103 is on the mm-hmm. side of the highway. Both. Uh, you know, Local 103, they have the windmill right, right. there. Uh, <laughs> the Carpenters Union, they have, you can see in the window sometimes, they have the facility, uh, the working facility right there as well. That's right. Which is pretty impressive. That building alone, that Carpenters Union building. Now, from what I understood, that is was built by a lot of uh well, it was built by all union workers, obviously. Um, and that that came out like, a, that, that's a gorgeous looking building. Yeah, it really is. It's a beautiful building. And yeah. you can,
1: you can. I mean, those are two of the uh, crown jewels that you mentioned. But we also have, the laborers have a, a huge campus out in Hopkinton. Right? The carpenters are also in Millbury. But you see, um, you know, the IPW, I could go on but the facilities we have are uh, truly world-class and as I said they not just the folks from the wind industry but we make a habit of hosting legislators and elected officials to educate them on this because there's there's a real lack of knowledge um, among the general public and was for the purpose of today is for our veterans to make sure they're aware of those training opportunities and career
0: opportunities Well, I'm hoping that if you're not a veteran and you're listening to this, that you would forward the information or send a link, this link to a veteran that you know that might be looking for some kind of a career opportunity. Because this is a career opportunity. It's not like a one shot. You build this and then you, you go on to something else. This is a career. All of the trades are.
1: I'm glad you mentioned that rick because that's sort of a a running joke we have with uh governor healy i was with her yesterday and we've that's part of the messaging and part of the speaking programs and she sort of winks and she jokes that we've gotten them to recognize that these are about careers uh, it's not just a job uh, unfortunately that's a misperception in the general public that working in construction is something you do when you're home on summer break from college it's it's much much more than that it's a higher level of
0: skill, and uh, they have great careers. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because a lot of young people that do go into summer jobs, like working as a uh, apprentice carpenter or apprentice electrician or just a, a laborer, a lot of them enjoy it so much, you know, being out and, and doing different projects and things of that nature, that they end up going into this instead of... Uh, this this finds their career path we do um, find that even
1: people post-graduation right hmm.
0: but uh one of the things that I we talked about a little before the, the interview was the uh the feeling of accomplishment that people have when they're in the industry when you uh work on a different project and you work on lots of different projects when you're in the industry over many years every time you're with your family friends or any any acquaintance that you might meet and you go by a building that you worked on you have to mention i worked on that you know the sense of pride and there's a simple uh, sense of accomplishment you feel
1: it really is and you don't see many careers where you have that opportunity to to really step back and look at what you've you've created and you've built and brought your skills to bear it's uh we build everything from hospitals to power plants to things you don't see tunnels i guess you see those under the, when you're driving through the tip o'neill tunnel but um you you name it we build it you know, we're as such we're very involved in a lot of permitting uh, we we get involved in legis- the legislative process for public construction private construction hospitals and um, it makes it very exciting. You could be working on a power plant one day, and you could be working at uh, one of our world-class hospitals or universities a uh, week or two later.
0: And and that's one of the things that you know one of the you know the veterans should that are interested should understand that you know there, it's you have a little bit of a creative talent that you get out of this, as well as you know an amazement of how. A structure can is is built you know like you talk about that ted williams tunnel uh every time i drive through that it i'm amazed how the they worked in a tunnel that is under the water you know and put something like that together i mean you have to really understand you know engineering is a I think uh, I heard someone once say that engineering is like one of the best fields in the world because you can do you can almost design and build almost anything if you have that talent of engineering. Um You and know,
1: and of course you have to have the trade skills to to make those engineering drawings exactly uh, come to life. And uh, it's yeah. you, you touched on the veterans too with that that experience. But there's another aspect we found with veterans. You know, it's the same sense of camaraderie and teamwork. Uh, certainly, getting up early in the morning and being out in the elements—it's a great fit, uh, both for us and for them. You know, it's really one of those things when you you do the right thing every once in a while, you you get the you see the benefits, and it's really meshed together over the years, and it's been very successful, both for us in the building trades unions. For the industry and certainly for our veterans,
0: and and that's a perfect point because I never I didn't think of it that way, but it is it's a good uh, uh, segue into a career because you're you're coming out of the military where you are out, outdoors you're doing have adventures and things of like that, and it sort of leads into that same type when you get into a career as a as a, a trade union, so. You know, it's a great fit, I think. And like I said, if anyone is listening and they are a veteran and interested in getting into the uh, trades, you know, contact the Hot Hats, uh, I'm sorry, Helmets to Hot Hats program. Uh If someone knows of someone that is a veteran is coming out of the uh, army or the military of some kind, some one of the forms of the military and they want to become a a trade worker or have a career as a trade worker, contact the Helmets to Hot Hats program. I think that uh, they'll benefit quite nicely. So I want to thank you for coming on, Frank. I, I think this is a great organization. I'd love to see, you know, veterans... Get paired up with this, you know. I mean, they we deserve to. They deserve to get something from us. We we need to give them the benefits that they deserve. And you you guys in the unions are doing that. You're stepping up. I appreciate that.
1: Well, thanks, Rick, for giving me the opportunity to get the word out. Uh, as we've said a number of times, our doors are open. Uh, we're there with welcome arms. And whatever we can do to help our veterans who've signed on the dotted line and stood on that wall for us, we're happy to do it. And
0: again, the website, Frank? It's
1: helmets to org.
0: Okay. That's easy enough. Okay. And uh, your organization is the Massachusetts Building Trade U- Unions. And That's if correct. someone wanted to get a hold of someone in the Massachusetts Trade uh, Building Trades Unions, they can go to massbuildingtrades.org also yes. and that, that that would also be able to give them the information if they need it as well.
1: there's a link to helmets to hard Hats on there and certainly if uh, we could we could direct someone in the right direction.
0: well it's very interesting and I think it's a a, a honorable thing that, that you guys are doing and I'm sure the veterans that have taken the opportunity they're appreciating it as well. We were speaking with Frank Callahan. He's the president of the Massachusetts Building Trades Unions, and he's also part of this Helmets to Hot Hats program. And he wants to try to get you veterans a nice career. So, please contact them. Until next time, this is I'm Rick Kaplan. You've been listening to the N-E-R-E-J, NYREJ podcast.